is Susan, and welcome to Unity Center for Positive Living. We're going to start today with the daily word, and the word today is strength, which is also our power for the month of The affirmation is centered in divine strength, I am confident and peaceful. If I find myself struggling to bear the weight of a heavy load, if I'm wondering how much further I can travel or how much longer I can carry on, I rely on my spiritual strength to keep me going. When I align my thoughts with this divine gift and not on the weight I carry or the distance I travel, I am tapping into the power of God expressing as me. Through divine strength, I am renewed and refreshed. I have everything I need to stay the course. Knowing the presence of God comes to me through many channels, I may ask for help and accept it graciously when it comes. I give myself breaks and make time for prayer and my other spiritual practices. Through it all, I remain strong and grateful for God within me. And from Ephesians 6:10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. And we will sing surely the presence together, led by Matt. And we'll sing this twice.
morning, Fred. Howdy. Can you hear today? Oh, oh good. Hi, Sandy. Hi, sweetie. How are you? You're my jammies. Yeah, <laughs> go hunt some bodies. I'll be back. Okay. <clears throat> go ahead. You always had blonde hair. That's white hair. <laughs> That's white hair, yeah. No color. I got it too. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Hey, Johnny. Hello, Thomas. after we eat some deliciousness, we have our annual meeting in which we're going to elect a couple of new board members and make some decisions about where our outreach money goes and who knows what else, you'll have to come and find out. And at two o'clock today at Bear Raven, um, Grandfather Roy Wilson has drumming and singing for those who show up. And oh, so Joanne had that wonderful Valentine slide for our opening um, image. Uh, Wednesday is also uh, Ash Wednesday and the first day of Lent. And uh, I would remind you about the unity booklet 40 days, let go, let God. You can get this online you can also read it online so it's a really great um, guide and inspiration for the 30 days or 40 days leading up to easter 30 if you slack <laughs> um, also we have a great collection of keep the true lent um, charles fillmore's book in our library downstairs <coughs> 
upstairs and wherever. So, does anyone have any other announcements? Oh, okay. So, we have an opportunity to light a candle for someone who is on your mind at the back of the church when you first come in. And we will then pray for those folks as well during our healing prayer. Any other announcements? Then we will say our unity statement together. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And our song of joy today is God in Everything. Okay, so today's daily word we had strength, and um, 
I'd like to actually go find where the particular quote lives in scripture and kind of check out the deeper stuff. So we have Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. The whole armor of God. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. <laughs> Thank you, Eileen. And our meditation song today is When I Pray.
moment. Please join us in our affirmations. We'll say these together. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. And today we will be saying our Lord's Prayer. This is the prayer that you all created when Audrey was here the last time. And so we're going to say that together today. And we will sing the Alleluia afterwards. Mother, Father, Principle, Spirit Divine, who dwells in all, we are grateful for your infinite blessings. As we align with divine will to co-create heaven on earth, you fulfill all our needs. We embrace all of life, knowing you also embrace all of us. We know you are always present. Your love, power, and presence are right here, right now, and always. And so it is. Sunday of the month, and today we are so happy to welcome Audrey, who is a licensed Unity teacher from Olympia, and the name of her talk is First Things First, and isn't that the way to always do it? And she'll tell you about her series and the great book we're going to do with her. Thank you. Hey Brad, how are you today? Alrighty. <laughs> so it was bedtime, and a parent had asked their child to say their prayers um, <coughs> for bed. And um, the parent went by the child's room and heard this coming out of the room. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and the parent 
stuck their head in the door and said, well, hey, you're doing a really good job uh, singing the alphabet. I thought you were going to say your prayers. And the child said, well, I am praying. And the parent said, I don't think I've heard that prayer before. It sounds a lot like the alphabet. And the kid said, well, yeah, you know, I forgot what the bedtime prayer was. So I just figured I'd say all the letters of the alphabet and God can string them together. <laughs> so I believe with prayer that the words are not what is most important. I believe what's most important is what's in our hearts. And I believe the divine's in everything, even the alphabet. So uh, if singing the alphabet is the best way to say our prayers, then let's go for it. Well, uh, as Susan mentioned, we're studying a book called Pray Up Your Life. And this book was written by Unity Minister Reverend Charlene Emanuel. And Reverend Charlene has a few things to say about prayer. And she talks about how there are as many different kinds of prayer as there are people on the planet. And her definition of prayer is conscious, intentional communion with the divine, conscious, intentional communion with God. And that she says, in her opinion, the more time we spend in prayer, the greater our ability to experience the divine as the loving presence within us. And I would say, the greater our ability to experience the presence of the divine as the loving presence in other people as well. And she's also really clear, she's not out to change how anybody prays. There's many ways to pray. She says the point of her book is to give people ideas to strengthen their own prayer practices. I like to think of it as prayer experiments. So she has a bunch of suggestions. We can try. Great, if you don't like them, that's okay. Um, they're just an idea, just something to try and uh, we can let them go and try something else next time. I think many folks may already be aware, but prayer is a really foundational practice in unity. Unity was started with a prayer practice. Unity's basic principles include this one about prayer and meditation, that prayer and meditation connect and align us to our own spiritual nature and to God. Um, sometimes this principle is worded differently. Um, I like um a different wording that says prayer uh, makes us more aware of our connection to the divine because i believe we're always connected that we don't need to be more connected i don't know about you sometimes i do forget about my connection with the divine so it's great to uh to have a practice that helps me remember and even though this principle uses the word god and even though reverend charlene uses the word god we don't have to use the word god if that's not the word that comes to us when we're thinking of the divine in the Our Father, or excuse me, the Lord's Prayer that um, Susan shared earlier today, I think we started it out saying Father, Father, Mother, Presence, Spirit Divine. And so we can come up with a variety of ways to think about that divine presence that's always with us and always with all of humanity. If the word God doesn't work for us, um, again, in my opinion, it's not about the, it's not about the actual word. So today we're starting with chapter one of the book which is called first things first and here's how reverend charlene describes first things first she says to her this means god is the beginning of everything and that it's about setting an intention to co-create with the divine and 
putting God first in our lives and in our prayers. And in each of her chapters, Reverend Charlene also has what she calls a prayer anchor, a prayer anchor. And it's a Bible verse that supports what she's talking about. So before I get into this, just as a reminder, in unity, we practice metaphysical Bible interpretation. So um, we don't tend to take the Bible literally. We don't get super um, concerned about whether stuff in the Bible really happened the way it was written down. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. With metaphysical, we're looking beyond the physical. We're looking for a deeper meaning. And metaphysical Bible interpretation is also really personal. So I get to consider, what does it mean to me? And Susan gets to consider, what does it mean to Susan? And Eileen gets to consider, what does it mean to Eileen? And we each get to consider, what does this mean to me? Sometimes it's interesting to look at other people's interpretation of stuff, because that might give me ideas. But I am not obligated to agree. Even if our Unity co-founder, Charles Fillmore, said something that it meant to him, I don't have to agree with Charles. I respect him. I like his opinion. But sometimes I have my own thoughts, too. So um, just uh, in case anyone is wondering about metaphysical Bible interpretation, that's, that's kind of a quickie overview. The prayer anchor that Reverend Charlene uses is this prayer, uh, this verse from uh, the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And for me, what this means is this is a reminder to me that God created everything. Everything I see, everything I see was created by the divine. And that the divine was here before all of this stuff. That the divine is everlasting, always here. And finally, for me, this is a good reminder about trying to put God first. So uh, this title, First Things First, um, as many of you know, I'm, uh, I'm not a minister, I'm a teacher, so I like to ask questions of the group. I always ask questions where there's no right or wrong answer because I really want to hear what you think. Uh, we don't all have to agree, that's totally fine. So at this point, I'd like to invite folks to share. Um, and I don't know, uh, for the folks on Zoom, if uh, they have the ability to put stuff in the chat, if they feel like sharing, that'd be awesome. Um, so this phrase, first things first, what does that mean to you? Especially when it comes to the divine, what does that idea mean to you? <coughs> or maybe it's a new idea. Maybe you haven't thought about it yet. This is okay too. Oh yeah. That we should value all of creation and not destroy it. Yeah, the idea of valuing all creation, recognizing that the divine is in all creation, just as it is in us. Great, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What else? Any other thoughts about first things first? What that might mean? Okay. Let's ask questions. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, thank you, Sherry. So the idea that first things first kind of implies a sequence of events, which may not square with seeing the divine as eternal. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Sherry. Yeah, I, um, I don't know that I have an answer for that one, but it's a great question. <laughs> 
I saw Tom back there. Um, that everything comes through God. Yeah, everything comes from God, through God, from the divine. I've thought about that before too in some jobs that I've had, like reminding myself, I work for God, my employer is God, my employer is not necessarily this place or this boss or this job. Yeah, it's here. Okay, it's always a will, there's always a way. Thank you, yeah, yeah, I like that too. Um, the idea of infinite possibility, yeah, yeah. All right, just um, check and see if we have anything in the chat. Okay, so this idea of first things first, it might mean a variety of things to each of us. Um, I was pondering this idea of first things first when it came to prayer, and I came up with a few ideas that I thought I'd share. Because uh, I think some of this, um, some of these ideas might be practices that we've already all tried, or maybe we're really familiar with. Um, so a real good example is the Lord's Prayer. When we say the Lord's Prayer every week, it starts with the words, Our Father. And even if we have another name for the divine, Father, Mother, God, Divine Spirit, Holy Presence, whatever we use, the, the Lord's Prayer starts with an acknowledgement of the divine, uh, acknowledging the divine right in the beginning. Um, I've had the opportunity to pray with uh, other people many times. I've had prayer partners and um, gone through classes on prayer. And one of the first things we often do when we're praying with other people is we acknowledge the presence of the Most High right here, right now, in me, in the other person I'm praying with, in everyone involved in whatever situation we're, we're praying about. So those are those are some ways of putting, putting God first. Um, there are some spiritual practices around giving that are related to first things first, putting the divine first. So sometimes people have a spiritual practice with their money where they'll decide ahead of time, I'm going to give a certain percentage of money towards something that feeds me spiritually, or something that's important to me before I, you know, pay for other things. Or maybe they'll do that with their time. I'm going to dedicate a certain amount of my time in service. And then I'll figure out how to adjust things around that. I've many times prayed before a meal, and I'm guessing maybe many of you have as well. So that's another way of putting God first, recognizing the divine in the food that we're about to eat, in the company that we're sharing, in the nourishment that we're receiving for our bodies. Uh, when I was a kid, we did a lot of road trips, and my mom would always say a prayer as we were in the car getting ready to, to drive off. And I still do that sometimes, too. I love that tradition. I have also prayed <clears throat> excuse me, at the start of a project that I was doing something new and I wanted it to go well. Uh, I'm not much of a, of a cook or a baker, so sometimes I pray when I'm trying a new recipe, <laughs> wanting it to go well, hoping that, um, that things will turn out the way I intend and affirming that the divine is in however it turns out. I have a, a friend uh, who likes this saying, and uh, I find it really helpful too. Uh, the acronym is FROG, F-R-O-G, uh, for first rely on God. And I think this is a great reminder. Uh, this kind of reminds me of a story that I heard from a Unity minister one time who was in class back at Unity Village, and his class got a little bit of a reputation for 
kind of being a little squirrely, and there was some drama happening with the class, and someone had suggested they pray, and someone in the class said, it's too late to pray. And of course, everyone laughed. Um, and so then their class had this reputation of being that it's was very funny um, because sometimes um, sometimes I forget about praying or sometimes I forget to affirm the divine and sometimes I have to catch myself and and go back and say mm. and um, so I've made up a new acronym for uh, frog first rely on God for me it's sometimes finally remembering one God. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I've gotten pretty far down the path where it, before it occurs to me, oh, I should probably, I should probably take this into prayer. That might, um, that might make a difference with what, what's going on. Um, so I think first things first, and maybe this speaks to Sherry's question about first things first kind of implies a sequence and how does that square with like the infinite nature of the divine. I have a good friend who has a saying uh, that there's no time in the mind of God. And I love that because that reminds me that God is, God is bigger than time and space. And I think that's part of why, even if I don't first rely on God, once I finally remember one God, I can pray then. <laughs> and even if I'm in the middle of stuff, that, um, that my prayer will make a difference. So sometimes for me, first things first, putting God first is, um, not about perfection and doing it in a certain sequence, but remembering to catch myself. If I'm finding myself worrying, if I'm finding myself getting wrapped around the axle, that that's the time to step back, take a breath, and pray. Now, Reverend Charlene um, has a few suggestions for prayer starters. And by the way, these are, these are on the handout that went around earlier, um, I believe. Um, and um, and there's nothing magical or special about these particular words. Um, they're just suggestions. And we can certainly all come up with a starter that works for ourselves, and it doesn't have to be the same. A few that Reverend Charlene suggests, um, in the beginning, God. And again, just coming straight out of that prayer anchor from Genesis 1. She also suggests, I now acknowledge the kingdom of God in me or I now acknowledge the kingdom of God in everyone involved, or I now acknowledge the kingdom of God in this situation. So remembering to affirm the presence of the Most High. I am now consciously aware of God's presence within, because we talk about prayer as a way of being conscious of our connection with the divine. Oh, I like this one. So um, Susan mentioned a little bit earlier that the power for the month of February is the power of strength. And that was our awesome daily word today. And in unity, we celebrate 12 powers of the divine, 12 attributes of the divine that we believe are in every person because every person is an expression of the divine. And so the power for the month of February is the power of strength. And so one way to have first things first and put God first is to affirm God is strength and I am strength. Or it can be any divine attribute that we're focusing on, love. It can be abundance. It can be peace. It can be whatever divine attribute we're wanting to become more aware of in our lives. And uh, finally, we can even just shorten it and say God is I am. God is I am. So um, again, nothing magical about these uh, these different phrases, there's infinitely more prayer anchors. We can always come up with something that works for ourselves. 
All right. Um, I should show that there's there's actually a couple books that I'm working out of, uh, just in case anyone is interested. So this one is the the Pray Up Your Life book, um, and then there's a uh, self-exploration companion workbook as well, which a lot of our handout came out of. But one of the things that Reverend Charlene mentions in the handbook is the idea of humility, humility and first things first. And um, when I think about the word humility, what that means to me to be humble is to be teachable, to recognize I don't know it all. I don't have all the answers. I may sometimes forget and think I know about stuff, or I may forget and act like what I know what I'm doing. And, and the reality is, is that I can always be open to learning. I can always come from a humble inquiry place. I can always have humility and be teachable. And so then I wonder, how do these ideas go together? How does humility go with first things first, or putting God first? Any thoughts? Right or wrong? Always. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Eileen, setting my ego aside. Sometimes she's a big girl. <laughs> Has anyone ever um, prayed and had something not turn out the way you hoped for? I have, I have, yeah, yeah. And I think that is an opportunity to practice humility as well. So at the end of December on the solstice, a really close friend of mine passed away after a two year journey with cancer. And I'm not gonna lie to you, while she was living, I prayed that she would live. I prayed that her life would keep going because I wanted her to, to still be around. And when things don't work out the way we pray, it's really easy for me to use uh, the word bad. Oh, this was bad. This was a bad outcome. Now, for me, first things first, putting God first, doesn't mean I have to call it good. What it means for me is I get to challenge myself to say, yeah, the divine is in that too. Yeah, the divine is in that too. And be open to learning and to seeing differently. How can I see this situation differently? I don't, I don't have answers. <laughs> I have questions. And it's a journey. It's a journey. All right. Well, as I mentioned, um, some of these ideas and questions are on the handout if you're interested in taking them and pondering them further. There's also something kind of fun on the handout, which I really like, that comes out of this other book, the, um, the Self-Exploration Companion Workbook. There's a word search on there. And Reverend Charlene has a word search in every one of her, of her chapters, and she calls it Beyond Appearance. And uh, I, I really like that because she talks about this is a practice, doing a simple word search, of reminding ourselves it's beyond the surface. It's not about what's on the surface. We're looking for something deeper. We're looking for a deeper meaning. And I also like it because um, it reminds me that our prayer practice doesn't always have to be heavy, that it can be fun, it can be playful, 
It can um, be something that we enjoy. And so as we're preparing for meditation, what I'd invite us to do is to go back to that idea that it may not be about the actual word or saying uh, a specific uh, phrase or a specific string of words. And especially when it comes to God and the divine, that we all have the ability to acknowledge what the divine is to us. We all have that ability to use whatever name for the divine most resonates with us. And so I invite us as we start our meditation to, I invite you all to settle into your chair. If you feel so moved to close your eyes, please go ahead and do that. And as we tune in and turn inward, I invite you to recognize the name of the divine that speaks to you. It may be God. It may be our Father. It may be Mother, Father, God, Divine Presence, Matrix of Life, Holy Mother, Spirit. If you have another name for the Divine, I invite you to focus on that now. You're welcome to say it aloud or just say it in your own heart, whatever fits for you. As we join together, we acknowledge this infinite presence, larger and more powerful than time, greater than anything occurring in our current circumstances. The presence that was here before, before everything was created, and the presence that brought everything into being. We know, too, that that infinite presence and power is within. We know that we are each expressions of that divine presence. We know that every time we express love, we express generosity, every time we connect with compassion, we know we are expressions of that divine power. And we see that divinity also in every person, every sentient life form we encounter. We may even see the divine in inanimate objects, in rocks, in buildings, in cars, we are unlimited in our vision of recognizing the divine in everything. And so whether we easily first rely on God or we finally remember one God, we spend a few moments now remembering that presence that is always present in the silence.
God is strength, and you are strength. God is strength, and we are strength. God is strength, and I am strength. We know that all that we envision the divine being, we are capable of expressing as well. And for this opportunity to express, express that divine energy, for this opportunity to co-create the kind of world we want to live in, we're so grateful. So grateful. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, Audrey. It's going to be an exciting year exploring and experimenting with prayer. Thank you. Thank you. It's time now for our offering, and we are so grateful to be the spirit of generosity and to um, be thinking about the ways that we can give of our time, talent, and treasure. And uh, let's say our offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. to them. So um, 
Please feel free to name either silently or allow the people you would like us to focus on. Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. And it's time for our prayer of protection. Let's say that together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And uh, now we will um, stand and join hands and sing our peace song. Um, maybe we could kind of go around one of these seating area so we can make a bit of a circle instead of a worm. And while you're getting in position, I want to thank Audrey for um, her talk today, Matt and Becky for their wonderful music, Joanne for the great slides, Eileen for the reading, Tom for all of the technical stuff. And um, the words are on the screen for those of you who aren't familiar with them. Next week, we will uh, get to hear from Marriott Jones, our licensed Unity teacher coming to us from Canada, Windsor, Ontario. You guys didn't do very well. This looks like a fat worm. <laughs> <laughs> 